Hi, this is Marie. And this is Catherine. Welcome to Off the Shelf, a podcast about books, movies, TV shows, and all things library. Catherine. Hi, Marie. How are you today? I'm doing pretty well, other than it's a little chilly outside today. It's a little cold. A little cold. This yep. is the weekend of the whatever polar polar vortex. Yeah, the, the polar <laughs> vortex. That's all right. So we've got a special guest today. Yes, we do. Very exciting. <laughs> we have our new uh, programming librarian, Abby Roselli, with us today. Yes, Welcome. Thank you for having me. Oh, very well, happy to have she's you. not brand new. She's, she's been here by you. About a year? About a year. Yeah, about a year now. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, no longer new. She's, you know. Yeah. I'm a veteran now. She's (laughs) a veteran. (laughs) (laughs) So, Abby, what do you want to talk about? I want to talk about... Well, wait a second. Let's back up. How okay. You... Let's... <laughs> wait a minute. Let's back up. Wait a... wait a second. You don't want to talk about what I want to talk about. <laughs> um, <laughs> she's like, oh my God, do I regret so this? How... What did I get myself into? Well, we warned you. Yes, we did. <laughs> um, so how did, you, how did you become a librarian? It's kind of funny because if you told me back in like middle school that I was going to be a librarian, I would have laughed in your face because I... <laughs> used to hate reading I can't even believe I'm saying that that's okay um I think it was because like I was reflecting on why I used to hate reading when Mm. I was younger I didn't like being told what to read (laughs) Mm. and then having to do like a book report or a presentation I just you couldn't just enjoy the book right right and then the worst of it all was when I went to private school so in the summer we had to read a book it was a requirement and, you know, the first week of school, we'd have, like, a test or something. And my brother went to public school, and they didn't require it. He was a couple <gasps> years older than me in school. So I'd be, like, sitting on the beach reading. And my brother would be playing in the water, like, didn't have to read and, like, take notes. And I, I was just like, oh, I hate this. <laughs> so fast forward to high school. Um, I was going into my senior year, and my dad was like, you're not just going to go to the beach every day. Like, you need to be productive. (laughs) And I didn't have a job at the time. So he's like, why don't you go volunteer at the library a couple days a week? So did your brother have a job? He did. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So it was funny because at first I was like, oh, like, that would be really fun. Like, so I went down, I met with Kathy Bodwin, and she um, had me do a couple of fun projects over the summer. I was there like three days a week. And I transcribed a bunch of documents and organized their magazines did some discarding like moving the books around right. and I was really sad at the end of the summer because I oh. just like fell in love with it just the staff the environment the people and then the assistant director approached me and she said hey we have a library page shopping job opening do you want to apply and I said sure so that's kind of how I started, <laughs> you know, working at a library. What made him think to suggest that you volunteer there? Just I don't know. I was think I was thinking about that. I don't I don't know if it's cuz my dad worked for the city at the time and he knew Kathy and he thought it would be a good fit for me. Um but yeah, it was just it was a really good fit. Yeah. I really I liked that. it. That's I felt great. like I was at home. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. That's really nice. So you at some point became a reader. 
Yes. So probably in college. So during the summer, I didn't, I wasn't, you know, I didn't have a book that I had to read. So I'm like, oh, cool. So I can pick whatever I want. (laughs) And that's where true crime, (laughs) that's where I started to read true crime, (laughs) fell in love with it. I really, really liked it. And Mm. I was, I was in school for psychology. So it was, it was perfect. Mm. Um, So for a long time, I was just reading true crime and self-help books and recently I've kind of expanded and I'm reading more fiction. And so, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. That. Yeah, I love that. And since we're talking about true crime, you may as well. Yes. So when I actually was in my interview with the two of you, mm. I had said I would love to start a true crime book group. So I started it about a year ago. It hasn't really taken off like I thought it would. We have like a core group of four people. Um, We meet once a month, the last Tuesday of the month in the evening at six o'clock. And I try to pick all kinds of different books like I did. Um, You've done a really good job of hmm. picking. Yeah. I I like white collar true crime. (laughs) Yes. I I don't want, I don't, yeah. Mm. Or historical true crime. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't want to read about serial killers yeah, and there all was that one kind that, of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so you've done a really good job because I've read some of the books and really enjoyed them. Yeah. 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 Like the art. Um, the oh, art the one. Archives. And I read the Maura Murray mm, yes. one. Um, yeah. And there was another one I read. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, I've read I a just, couple of them. Yeah, I try to, I try to pick, you know, so it's not just like murder and all that so it's a lot of fun we have we laugh a lot and then we you know we'll start talking about like current true crime things going on in the world um so I'm I'm really hoping that it'll expand and get bigger well you said you had ordered the um we were talking Abby and Patty and I were talking the other day about the Alex Murda yes isn't it Alex yeah Murda trial, the lawyer down in North Carolina who his wife and son were found shot on their property oh. and then he, oh. yeah, yeah, that yeah, guy. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I, and she's, you've ordered a book that's coming out. Yes. Yeah. I think it comes out in August. But th- we probably won't be able to do that for a book group because they're, yeah, probably wouldn't be able to get enough but copies. But in the future. Yeah, yeah, in the future, yeah. yeah. I'll have to make a note. That would be a really good one. That would be Because that one. case is a rabbit hole. Yeah. 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 Yep. So, do you have true crime favorites? Are there some that you've read that you really, really loved? I really liked um, The Man from the Train. Oh, that looks really good. I didn't read that, that one. That one was a little morbid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was really interesting because it talked a lot about how they did police work back mm. in, like, the early 1900s mm-hmm. and how you know, there was this guy that would basically hop on trains and go to a random town and would just kill people. And then, you know, the next day he would be, he would vanish. Yeah. And with the lack of technology and resources back then, they, they didn't catch him. So that's, no that was really, that one yeah. really interesting. I think it's always interesting to read a book that requires some sort of like how are we going to figure this out and there are no cell phones there's no internet you know there's barely electricity and (laughs) and you think oh it makes you think like what what would that be like to have to do all of this and how did they figure out how to fingerprint and how do they figure out all the dna stuff and all of the things that we just take for granted now it's it's pretty fascinating what they can do now that's probably one of my favorites and then i read one Back in college, I can't think of the name. I was on my way here trying to remember. <laughs> it was about um, 
he was a high school boy. He murdered his best friend and his whole oh. family. And it talked a lot, all about his, you know, his background, his psychological diagnosis mm. and all that. And it was really interesting. Mm. So oh, that's pretty cool. One of my favorites, I didn't think that I liked true crime. And then I started reading some kind of more white collar or like identity theft type mm-hmm. things. Um, Devil in the White City by Eric Larson is a huge <laughs> favorite of mine. And I mean, it's. I think we've talked about this book almost have every we, episode. Really? Really? Yes, it's we so good. Have. It's just <laughs> so funny. No, we talk about Love Boat every time. <laughs> she had to get so Love Boat. I know. I got to yeah. Love Boat. <laughs> um, I think sometimes, you know, you find that book that you read that you think, oh, I just maybe don't like the violence or the, you know, some as- aspect of it. But then you get caught up in the... Um, in the story. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's super interesting. Well, at least one staff person had said to me the other day, oh, I can't go to the book group, but I, I get the book from Abby every month. Yeah. And I, stuff that I wouldn't have read. And I said, yeah, that's like the beauty of a book group is that it pushes you to read those things. Exactly. You, you might think, eh, I don't like true crime. And then, you know, you read it. You yeah. get sucked yeah. in and it's... And there you are reading <laughs> Devil in the White City. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Maybe we should rename the podcast. No. <laughs> no, we're not going to rename Just the podcast. <laughs> I do love that book. Yeah, so the February book that we're doing, um, we're meeting at the end of the month, February 28th. It's Unmasked, My Solving America's Cold Cases by Paul Holes. Um, He's a retired homicide detective. Um, I guess he's really well known. So, And it's relatively new. I'm kind of surprised we were able to get it from other libraries, but I'm excited for it. Somebody said to me that he, if you watch any shows where they like recreate or something, yeah. he is often the person yeah, in any I've sort of cold too. case. Yeah. Because yeah. I thought his name sounded familiar. Well, that'll be a good one. Yeah, I'm excited. Well, hopefully you'll, you know, get some folks coming out and reading. Yeah. yeah. They'll hear the podcast and they'll, and they'll think, yeah, oh, I yeah, really yeah. want to read yeah. all those books, especially that devil book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> well, if anyone's interested, you can just come see me at the library and get a copy and just come on Tuesday the 28th. There we go. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> well, we're, both gonna, we're both trying to talk at the same time. Um, so what have you got coming up? So for Black History Month, we have a New Hampshire Humanities to Go program. Um, it's called African American Soldiers and Sailors of New Hampshire During the American Revolution. That sounds so interesting. Oh, I'm really excited for it. I think yeah. I might try to go because I'm not working that when night. When is it? It is Monday, February 27th at 6 o'clock in the community room. Okay. And cool. you do have to sign up for that. So you can just call the main desk um, or if you're at the library, you can just stop and sign up. I bet you'll have a good turnout I think that. you will. It's, that's really fascinating topic. Yeah, yeah. it's super yeah. interesting. I love the new New Hampshire Humanities to mm. go. We've had great luck with them. They're, yeah. they're really super professional and, and have such a varied, t- yeah, yeah. Yeah, varied topics. I yeah. mean, it's just there. You can, you can find so a, a many. program on just about anything. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's been great. Well, that's good. Yeah. Because you had the... Um, oh, I can't remember. You Did we have the comics one? We had the yes. history of the comics. Yeah. We had one, this I think was before you. Yeah. We had one on Norman Rockwell that was before you. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> you had the Irish music one. Oh my God. <laughs> that was really my funny. My first <laughs> big program. 
And we had yes. to evacuate an hour before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was snowing. <laughs> yes, it was. It was very chilly. It was snowing. It was. Oh. It was Catherine. Catherine went into the... Abby was setting up the room, and Catherine went in and said... I smell propane. And Abby and, was in the room. And I yeah. said, oh my God, you have to get out. I know. I, I didn't even smell it. I'm just like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. So we had to, yeah, we had to evacuate and we called the fire department and we had like oh my four gosh. trucks yeah. and an ambulance oh, and yeah. they were all up on the roof and people started coming while we were standing out yeah. in the parking lot and the presenter came oh. and while we were standing out in the parking lot, we, yeah, we just, we, we, Everybody pitched in and yes. rolled with it. We ended up yeah. having it in the children's room because the, the room still smelled. And it was a couple great. of families came in not knowing we were doing it, yeah. obviously, because it was a last minute, and they ended up staying. And That was, that so was kind of fun. Did you say he's coming again this March? He's not. It's actually oh. a different um, oh, great. performer. It's called um, Celtic Music History and Stories. Um, I believe his name is Jeff Snow. Um, and that's going to be on Tuesday, March 14th at 6 o'clock. That'll be good. That'll be good. Sure I think, it's I gonna think you're be... going to get a good turnout yeah. for yeah. that one. Yeah. And it's the week of St. Patrick's Day, so I think it'll be great. Yeah. That's, oh, that's perfect Irish music. Timing. That's perfect. <laughs> I love Irish music. Everybody's in the mood, you know. It's, it's you know. Yeah. You need something to pick you up in the middle of March. March is a little gloomy. March is oh. a whole lot gloomy. Yeah. <laughs> it's so long. Yeah. Yeah, at least February is short, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, any other programs that you have coming up? Um, I do know you have a new one. Yes, actually, <laughs> I do have a new ongoing program. Um, I have it scheduled through June. So once a month, we're Kathy gonna have. And I were guinea pigs today. <laughs> yes, yes. That's how I know. Thank about you. <laughs> so it's um, it's called Seat. And I didn't bring what seat actually means, but I can describe what it is <laughs> to you. Um, it's a chair-based workout that provides a low-impact, high-energy challenge for people of all ages and skill and fitness levels. So it's about 50 minutes long. Um, it's Did I already say it was the first Friday of the month at no, 10? I don't think I don't you think did. I mentioned that. <laughs> yep. So you just, um, you can sign up. You sign a waiver. You just come in and um, we have a great trainer, Joe Moan. He's from the works. Um, you just go in. There's music and you sit and you, you do all these different moves. I wasn't in there today. Did, what, did, what did you guys think? It was a lot of fun. It was. And it was yes. definitely... Um, a workout. Yeah. You know, I mean, it I, wasn't, it wasn't so, thankfully, it wasn't so, so much of a workout that we were like stinky afterwards. Yeah. But, <laughs> but nobody yelled, hit the lockers. <laughs> but oh, it was, it was really good. And it was so it glad. Got, yeah. It was funny. He was, yeah. and really, and he's got a group of people, family members that, that his sister came and his nephew came and, oh, I and. I realized one of them was his sister. What yeah, I really liked yeah. is that just like any good exercise class. I think, you know, he mentioned a couple times, if if this is uncomfortable, then do this instead. Or right. you don't yeah, have to the do modifications. this part. Or you can stand up instead of sit down. And I I That's feel nice. like when you go to an exercise class and you feel like if I do something different, somebody's going to yell at me or something. Well, you know? and honest to God, you know, you're doing, you, you're supposed to do kick this way and kick that way and do your arms this way. Yeah. And and Catherine, one of, one of Catherine's and my guilty pleasures is... Uh, miscongeniality and I, I felt you know that scene where she's she's trying movie. to do the dance she's trying to learn the oh, dance yes. and 
and she's going all the wrong directions. <laughs> that was, that's, that's how I felt. That's how I felt, too. <laughs> oh, that's but I he, made that it, he made it super fun. So Yeah, he did. It was yeah. great. I, I really enjoyed it. And I yeah. can see there were a couple things that he said, you know, this, this one is, it involves some memory stuff. And this one involves some flexibility. And it was, you know, I thought it was really good. Yeah, was and good. definitely, I think almost anyone could anybody could, could do it participate in some way in some way See, yeah that's yeah. what i wanted yeah. i wanted yeah. to find something like that that definitely anybody could yeah. participate in yeah yeah so i think it's going to be popular i think and i think so, so happy too. that it's going to be yeah. an ongoing thing i yeah. have it scheduled for the first friday of the month through june I kind of wanted to see, yeah. you know, if people liked it. And if people like it, we'll see about scheduling it further on. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I just try to find a variety of things, all kinds of different programs. That's the goal. When I first started, I just said, I want to do a little bit of everything. And, and I think you've done a really good job of, of that, getting a variety of programs for a variety of interests. It's yes. really, it's been really nice yeah. to, to see that. And a lot of things too. Yeah. yeah. It's it's been great. Yeah. Have yeah. you had a favorite that you've done, or that you are? Do you, is there something one? that you really want to do? Yeah. Um. I don't. I don't know. I just feel like probably my favorite was over the summer, the summer reading program oh. with the ocean. Yeah. The ocean theme. That's ocean's probably a been. Yes. yes. Ocean's a possibility. That was yeah. a lot of fun. Um, we had a seashell painting class, which oh. was really popular. Yeah. Um, but I haven't, I feel like I've done like way more things. Like I've done everything I wanted to do so far. And That's I feel great. like I just, ideas kind of fall into my lap, which is kind of nice. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's great. And I yeah. love that people will reach out and say, hey, can I do this at the library? Or here's an idea. And then, you know, the children's librarian, Christina, and the teen librarian, Amy, like we all will like email each other ideas and yeah. it's just really neat it's cool that's good it's fun it's fun to do programming oh it's so much fun yeah. and one thing I like to do is every month you know at the beginning of the month or I'll say hey okay so what's this month what national holidays are are coming up and that's kind of how I will go about planning a program yeah right um like for March obviously the Irish music mm. And then in the summer, we'll do the summer reading program. And then October, I love to do spooky stuff because it's spooky season. <laughs> like we had the, the oh, the paranormal program oh. was so much fun. And that was <laughs> quite a few people turn up for that, didn't Yeah, you? there was like almost 30 people that came. That's, That's great. great. That's it was really so good. much fun. I would like to do something like that again. <laughs> <laughs> 30 living people. 30 living people, yes. Yes. There were no, I should have specified. There no, there may have been. There may have been. We just didn't, we didn't, they we didn't, just didn't see them. So. Well, when I was in there, because I, I, I was, was I working? I was working that night, so I kind of popped in and out in the back. I do that sometimes during programs just to make sure everything's going well. And there was a medium, a medium psychic person standing next to me, and he's like, there's a ghost behind us right now in the room with us <laughs> and I was like oh okay I guess it's my time to go back to my desk <laughs> it was really cool did you ever what was that show there was a show on tv where the, the, the woman who was a 
a medium and she had like she was from <gasps> New Jersey and she had the big blonde hair and the nails. Oh, yeah. Long Island medium. Long, Long Island, Island medium. medium. Yeah. Okay. Love New her. York, not New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> and she would walk up to people and say <laughs> and tell them things about their, you know, your father wants to talk to you. <laughs> people would be like, oh, uh, uh, he's dead. <laughs> I love that show. <laughs> I do too. I do too. So um, we have we have a, another ghost um, um, a person, a person who is interested in in the paranormal in the room. So I'm gonna I'm gonna slip out of uh, this this chair and invite invite Mike Scala to come and, oh. and join us. Hi, <laughs> Mike Scala. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Can you get by? Thank you, Marie. Welcome. So, Hi. hello, Hi. Uh, fellow ghost person. <laughs> I don't know. Hello, uh, ghost hunter hello, lover. Ghost aficionado. <laughs> well, I, we, yeah. I hear that you have an interest in this. Yeah, I've, uh, I, I've been interested in the paranormal since I can remember. I mean, I've always been kind of a Bigfoot Loch Ness monster guy, oh. and then later on, kind of the, uh, you know, the. UFO guy, but I guess they're UAPs now. I guess oh, unidentified I aerial phenomena. Did not know yes, that. Yes, they kind of changed oh, the official UFO designation. Oh, is UFO too basic now? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it, I guess it's not descriptive enough. It's not descriptive but, um, enough. Oh, who knew? But uh, yeah, so I so when you know I and I work at the annex here at the, right. in the city, um, and we've Which always is kind of, old and a yeah former yeah nineteen twenty right? former jail um, or yeah former it police was, station. It was. It started off as the fire station, and then it, it has been the police station, the courthouse, and then it got renovated back in 2018. We moved it's back in. Beautiful. It's beautiful in there. Yeah. Yeah. They it's did a really so great nice. job. They did, did a nice job, like, yeah. um, kind of preserving uh, the bones because they gutted it. They brought it right mm -hmm. down to the studs, but they kept the main, the beams, and yeah. all that. So it's very nice. But generally. You know, I, I had always, you know, I talked to some of the people that have been there longer than I, and they would talk about weird feelings, and mm. especially downstairs where the where the holding cells used to be. Mm. And that's where a lot of um, our documents are stored for planning and all that. So people go down there all the time oh. to, to research. <laughs> and, you know, they'll talk about, you know, breezes coming by. Yeah. And, and we've had a few people that have seen full-on apparitions. Um, wow. You know, and so that was really interesting. So when... when when I heard about the library thing and Abby and I started talking and, and uh, I said, you know, they need to come over here too. And so they, they ended up coming over here to do kind of a, a ghost hunt or an investigation, they call it. Yes. And then they did the, the opera house also. Mm. And uh, they came up with some fairly interesting things, you yeah. know, uh, some interesting pictures, some, um, I, I tend to, I'm not a skeptic, but I'm also a realist. And mm -hmm. I, I realize that a lot of these things can be explained away. Um, environmental things, you know, drafts and yeah. open right. windows or whatever, you know, sure. uh, lighting, cars driving by, that sort mm. of thing. So when they came back with their report, it was, you know, there was there were some things that were interesting, but they had some some uh, EVP, some electronic voice phenomena that were stunning. I mean, like like hair standing up in your arms sort of things, like the one they did down in the, I don't think a lot of people know there. There's a connector between the annex and the town in the city hall. There's a oh uh, underground. Yeah, there's an oh. access tunnel. Oh, that sounds. There's an access tunnel creepy. between the two buildings, <laughs> that um, I think it was used mostly for uh, utilities and such. 
And the, one of the most convincing EVPs they had was, you know, they, they were down there and it's where our, our old boilers are and such, and it's an all brick sort of area. And it, and it said, get out, like the standard cliche oh, sort of EVP. And it's EVP. very clear. And it's, yeah. and it's a lady's voice oh. that says it. And that was one of the more convincing yeah. sort of pieces of evidence I saw. And also, probably the most convincing was one of the, one of the gentlemen that was there. Uh, we kind of followed him around for the night. And he was, he was a great storyteller. And when we say that, we, we mean a person who was an investigator, not a ghost. Yes. The ghost yes. <laughs> Just want to clarify. And don't pay attention to Matt who's shaking his head and is a true skeptic. Matt is not yeah. a believer. And so anyway, this gentleman uh, was telling us, telling us stories about how he, he's investigated Gettysburg and this mm-hmm. and that. And he told us a really scary story about an attachment he got in one of his investigations that oh. affected his life. Like it was a... He called it a banshee, which is a uh, a female spirit um, that uh, supposedly every I didn't know this. He said that every Irish clan had a banshee associated with them. There was always this, and so they always did a lot to to like keep the banshee at bay because oh. I yeah. You know, uh, historically, if you'd heard the scream of a banshee, it meant you were going to die or someone was going to die. Oh wow. Um, that's scary. So he was he was telling us a story about how he heard the scream of the banshee, and when he was in Gettysburg, and oh. he didn't die, but it stuck with him, and he ended oh. up he ended up getting sick. I think he got divorced. He lost his job. I mean, it was just this litany oh of gosh. just terrible things that happened to him until he he got it. He banished the banshee. He banished the banshee. And um, and so, but. So he, it was an interesting story, you know, and we're, we're telling it. And the, I mean, he was telling it. We were listening. It was fascinating. And then he started to get input from the environment. Like, he, he, he was a medium also. Mm-hmm. And he, he came in, and he says, there's, there's someone here with us. And he went down, and he's like, uh, George, George, John, John, James, Jim, Jim, Jim. And... That was the one kind of trump card we were holding that, you know, we knew that there had been a suicide in the holding cell downstairs Uh because one of the former policemen was there when it happened, I believe in the 90s uh, or maybe even early 80s or mid-80s, that there was a gentleman that hung himself downstairs in the holding cell, and his name was was Jim. Wow. And so when he said that and he says, you know, Jim's here and he – spends a lot of time in the corner, like the corner of one. He says there was a vortex. They could see there was a vortex of energy oh. in one of the corners of the building. And he they kind of, uh, you know, he discussed that. But the, the one that was really interesting, though, was the one they said they had, they came across three human entities and one non-human entity, which was, hmm. um, they said there was a, somewhere along the line back in the 40s or whatever, someone had brought a non-human entity into the building and he and he said it because it seems like it was like a fire chief or something someone did a ritual downstairs <gasps> in the annex and this this non-human em- entity was trapped and he called oh. it a, and they said it was it wasn't very powerful and they called it a trickster and it was just a small little demon type thing so was its name matt just ask it might as well be <laughs> the, the, looks, the looks he's giving us I mean, as a trickster, I feel like. Yeah. But they <laughs> s- they said that there was a trickster there, and coincidentally, he hung out in my office. 
you know, like, she goes, because whatever oh, office that is in the corner, that's where he hangs oh. out. I said, that's my office. Oh. And they go, well, have you ever noticed anything like missing or falling? Or And I haven't. Oh. I mean, the only thing I've noticed is sometimes if I'm there, sometimes I'll go in on a Sunday to do work just because it's quiet and I can get things done or I'll be there late night after meetings or whatever. And, and the lights will go on because they're motion sensitive lights. Oh. And they'll go on every so often. Or I'll walk by at night and my light will be on in just hmm. a random sort of Saturday. Yeah. And I'll see the lights go on over here because I, I live downtown. And I live in uh, my apartment is just one building over. like And where where I, I sit, like where my TV is and where my chair is, and I'll sit there and I can see the second floor ladies' room upstairs, or oh. uh, which has a motion light. Yeah. And I'll be sitting there on a, a night there's no show, and it's 11.30, 12 at night, and the light will come on. Huh. And Weird. A lot of times yeah. I'll, I'll be able to, if there's people in there, I can see their silhouettes like because yeah. it's a frosted glass. Yeah. But I can still see the silhouettes. So if there's a show going on or whatever, I'll see people You'll go know. in there. Yeah. But a lot of times I'll just be sitting there and the light will come on. But, um, but otherwise, who knows what it could be. So I do have to say for people listening, in case you don't know what Mike's talking about with the investigation, we, the library had some people um, come to them and say that they wanted to do a paranormal investigation. Um, Willie and Lynn... Willie and Lynn of the Spirit Chasers, Chasers. New Hampshire Spirit Chasers Paranormal. Um, And I had actually done an investigation with them years ago at the Dover Library. So I knew them from at that point. And um, Catherine and I were actually with them at the library for the investigation. And it was pretty funny because Catherine and I are sitting in the children's room. They're kind of off doing their thing. And we hear this banging (laughs) At the at the on the ground floor door, <laughs> Catherine and I are like, "What is that?" And it's we look the banshee. Over, no. it's, the banshee. <laughs> it's like four police officers, like they're at the door. Catherine and I, they're like, "What are you? What are you guys doing here?" We got a phone call that there's people with flashlights. They're like, "Oh no, we work here. We're having a ghost hunting." <laughs> ghost hunting night and they looked at us like we had 10 heads two of them just turned around and walked yeah away. the other two were like oh that's doing what cool <laughs> you see i let the police department know we were going to be we did too that but they hadn't gotten that somehow the the they forgot people on patrol that night hadn't gotten the message they forgot about us i don't blame them i'm sure they were like what in oh, the it's world good they were so yeah they were was, oh yeah i it made me feel very safe mm-hmm. but what i loved when they were there is I, I feel like i'm pleasantly skeptical i think i i do believe that energy has to go somewhere you know it doesn't just dis- dissipate mm-hmm. um and uh lynn is just like all in and willie is sort of like yeah that's a bunch of bunk but you know here's this recording thing that i did and you can hear somebody say get out you know so i felt like it was they were a good combination they're yes. very very uh smart and interesting and very interesting very yes. um just explained a lot they of take things. it seriously they, you know, they, they do. do they don't yeah. just they're passionate going, they, they it's are. not it's mm-hmm. not like a tv thing where it's sort of that you know in the commercial oh wait we have to wait till the you know comes back from commercial to find out what happened they were just were genuinely interested and engaged and it was very interesting and lynn really gets into the history yeah. of the building and rochester she did a ton of digging yeah and that's the thing that kind of when when the gentleman mentioned jim Mm-hmm. I, I tried that afternoon to find information. I, I knew what I was looking for. Mm. Yeah. And I was punching in things. I was Googling. I was looking yeah. at. There was no, I could not find, it, or if, if I could have found it, it was very difficult mm. to find that someone had hung them, hanged themselves yeah. mm-hmm. uh, back in the 80s in that building. 
So, so it wasn't like a quick Google. Just no, it wasn't it. like yeah. you know, top of the page. Yeah. You know, search. No. Mm-hmm. Well, while they were in the library, at one point, the, all the people who had, who had come to investigate sort of gathered in one room with us and were sitting there, most kind of not completely in the dark, but it was you know they had asked us to turn down lights because otherwise you know it's like bright as the middle of day and as it should be in a public building. But so we had turned down some lights and we're sitting there and they were talking about other investigations that they'd done in other some really old buildings like in the Exeter area and it was fascinating. Oh yeah, to they listen to. Well, I think whether you believe or not, it's interesting. It is. You know? It is yeah. very interesting. I mean, because we do have I mean, New England's very old. Yeah. And right. We have there's a lot of stories. Yes. And did they did you hear the uh, EVP they did at their their they're kind of regular investigators. The James like, House? The James House. Yeah, I, I heard, mean, I heard a couple. The, yeah, like it was a like a, a public service announcement from back in oh, the 50s about right. nuclear attack. And it was like yeah. it was like he was that. sitting there and it was playing yeah. on something. It was crazy. That yeah. was really bizarre. Yeah, and w- t- tell us about the bizarre recording they got in the library with the uh, they got music. Yes, the oh, 80s music. It was very odd. Yeah, uh, which was in the new part of the building, yeah. which was really strange. It was they, on the top floor. They didn't pick up a lot in the newer parts yeah. of the building, which I wasn't surprised. Yeah. Um, but that was pretty clear. And there were yeah. voices. Weren't there? There was some whispering that they heard. Yeah. I mean, a like lot of what we have voices. was very, yeah. did you hear that? And it's like, no, I didn't hear that. Yeah. But, um, but it all goes back to kind of the, it's called the stone tape theory, which is, you mentioned the environment, that, that wood and stone, especially granite, absorbs energy. Oh. And it, it absorbs, especially if there's trauma. Mm. Um, yes. It absorbs that that burst of energy, and under certain environmental conditions, it'll replay it. Mm-hmm. It's not intelligent. It'll just replay it like a VHS tape or something. Oh. So, and that's, you know, that's why these older buildings tend to do that. That makes sense. So I'm popping back in. Um, just because one of the, that was that was one of the things that fascinated me about their presentation, and one one I asked them, it, does it have to be? Um, she, she called it an impression, I think. Um, Lynn Lynn did, yeah. um, and I said, does it have to be somebody who is dead? And she said, no, an impression can be, you know, something that happened and that person is still alive, but that impression is still there in the wood or the stone. Yeah. Yeah, it was fascinating. Mm. It is. And it makes sense to me. I'm glad mm-hmm. that you mentioned uh, Gettysburg because I didn't hear them talk about that. Yeah, so now I feel like I want them to come and do a presentation. Oh, I, I visited oh, once and you just be... feel, I don't know, you feel like how can there not be Noted. Yeah, I mean, energy here? I've been there just, like three times. I and, love it there. Uh, <laughs> My family makes fun of me about it. It's how awesome. Much I mean, I it's, how much if, I if you have the opportunity to go to Gettysburg, you should yeah. because it is such a vital part of our history. Yeah. And I remember I was I, I used to chaperone for uh, my buddy was a teacher in Summersworth and he always used to bring his eighth grade class. Go ahead. And um, so I one morning all the kids were still sleeping because they're kids and uh, <laughs> it was like six or so and I took a walk across the battlefield. Oh. And uh, I just I got there and the fog was rolling across oh. the field and everything, and I just started to cry. Oh. It was just like I couldn't even help it. I, I was yeah. fine. It's just that you can feel the oppressive mm, sort of atmosphere that that's mm-hmm. been just, I mean, you know. Yeah. And so it's amazing. But All right. Well, thank you so much. No, just, just thank you, Mike, for joining no, thank in on you. that. Um, we knew that you were an enthusiast, so we said we got to make sure we bring that up. Well, I thought uh, I was just going to whole... talk about economic development. Oh, you are. You are. Yeah. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. <laughs> um, but before we wrap up this particular session with Abby, um, I know that you have one more 
thing that you want to mention that we're doing in the library? Yes. So we have AARP tax aid at the library. Um, it actually s starts the beginning of February. It runs through April 18th. Um, we have forms available on the main floor of the library. And people need to pick those up before they have their meeting. Yes. And we don't schedule the appointments. People need to call 211 or they can visit um, NewHampshireTaxHelp.org to schedule that appointment. All right. Um, so it's Tuesdays, 1245 to 345, and then Thursdays and Saturdays from 9 to noon. That's a great service. It is. Yeah, they and really do a great job. There were a couple other things I just oh, wanted yeah. to mention that we have online on our website that um, I don't think a lot of people know about. Um, we do have the Rochester Courier on our website. Um, we have the years 1864 to 1954. And it's pretty neat. It's actually been very helpful for me because when people will come in and they say, oh, you know, what happened in the in Rochester in 1934? I'm looking <laughs> for this person. And I can just go on our website, click on the link, and I can type in a place, a name, and mm -hmm. it pops right up. It's really cool. That's really helpful. Yeah. So that's right under services, research resources under service. We do get a lot of people doing genealogy. People come from other places. Oh yeah. In the United States to come and here to do that. And you're applying for a grant to finish that up. Yes, that's so, so that's very exciting. Hopefully, yes. hopefully it will get it all yeah. digitized what up through the 2000s? Yes. Uh I can't remember at some point in the 90s didn't it go to the Rochester Times? Yes. And then It did. Then mm -hmm. I I can't remember exactly when the yeah when the Rochester Times ended, but yeah, it, it's, I'm going to say 2010, maybe? Yeah, I think you're right. That's the year That'd I have in my head. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll be able to get it all up online. Oh, that yeah. Would be great. I think that would be great, because yeah. if people live, you know, if they were from Rochester or yeah. had family and they live across the country, they can just go on our website and look it up. Yeah, You know, very helpful. And then we also have, um, for all you genealogy lovers out there... <laughs> Um, we do have two online resources that are available um, on site in the library only. We have Ancestry, which is very popular. Mm. Um, and then we also have American Ancestors, which is primarily focused on New England genealogy. Oh. Um, and then there's also Heritage Quest, which you can access from anywhere. From, it's, from our it's, website. Yeah, right? it's just yeah. on our website. You can access it from home. Nice. It's great yeah. resources for people, oh, particularly if they can't come here. You know, if you're on the West Coast and you want to do research and those are available, the ones that are available online, you can do anytime. Yeah. Which is great. I would like you to mention a couple of new things that you've done added to the website. Oh. Sure. Oh. Yes. So we right. have under um, the research resources page, we also have um, an employment page, which we have a resume builder. So you just go online, you make a free account, and it basically walks you through how to build a resume. It's really cool. Um, There's other employment-related yeah. how to do you know, interview tips yeah. and all of those kinds of things. It's what, great. It's, yeah, I it's think great it's, to have that all together, too, because yeah. I think sometimes you can go online and there are a million things. Yeah. But if you have it all in one place and you can just kind of work your way through the list... That and it's really great. Helpful. So if we have patrons coming in to use our computers and say, oh, I'm, I'm looking to apply for a job, we can mention, oh, visit our website, look at this page, here's mm. a bunch of different um, resources. Yeah. 
And then we have, this is very new, within the last couple of weeks, um, we have a legal reference page, oh. which has um, New Hampshire Legal Aid, which is a resource um, that can give low-income people assistance, legal advice for free if they oh, qualify, which is really nice. Yeah. I actually hadn't heard it before oh. um, until recently. And then it also links the new to the New Hampshire Law Library, oh. which there's free online um, legal guides and printable forms that people can access. That's really helpful. Yeah. I feel like if you feel like you can't afford to hire a lawyer, you feel like you're just sort of stuck and you can't do anything. So it's great to at least give people exactly. sort of a launching place. To I think it's great for us to, you know, when people come in asking mm. for any sort of legal yeah. advice or whatever, we can point them into that direction. Yeah. And again, you know, if you're doing it on your own and you're just sort of Googling around, it's like just poking around in the dark and it's nice it's to have it focused and to have the focus of New Hampshire because laws are different from state to state. You know, if you're looking at, um, I don't know, like almost, almost just anything, about anything, yeah. you yeah. want to make sure that you're using the information that's accurate for your state. Exactly. You know, so that's great. Yeah. Very good. Abby, yes. thank you so much for being here and chatting with us. And it yeah, was super it was great. fun. Good. It was fun for us too. And I think it's great for people to hear about all the things that you're doing yes. and bringing into the library and so exciting. Yeah, it is it really so is. exciting. It yeah. really is. Yes, so make sure to sign up for our online newsletter. Oh, right. If you're interested, right. yes. um, you yeah. can go to our website and sign up. Or if you're in the library, we have QR codes everywhere. You can just scan and sign and up. And then people, then you can get the heads up of what's coming. Exactly. That's what I like about it is yep. I usually grab one and keep it so I always know what's coming up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thanks so much, Well, Abby. thank you for having me. Yes. It was so much fun. It was fun to have you. Thanks. All right. Well, Marie, that's another podcast. Another podcast yeah. in the in the books. I in don't know books, what do you call it on the shelf. On the, on the, on the yeah, on the shelf. <laughs> Wait, no, we're off the shelf. Oh yeah, but, whatever. <laughs> off I don't the know. shelf. <laughs> we're off. We are <laughs> off. definitely off. <laughs> All right. Thanks everybody for listening. Thanks. Bye bye. Bye.